What it did was it elevated the appeal to men, which was a great high interest of mine, the whole kingdom man concept. Dr. Tony Evans recalls how his part in the Promise Keepers movement helped refine the ministry of the urban alternative. That became a preliminary preamble to what would be developed through TUA for a focus on impacting men. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. Early on, sports played a big part in Dr. Evans' life, teaching him how to approach challenges, work hard, play with a team, and the value of mentoring relationships. Today, we'll be listening to excerpts from a special podcast series exploring Dr. Evans' life and ministry. The interview on deck is called The Chaplain, and we'll hear about Tony's experience as an NBA and NFL chaplain, as a key speaker for Promise Keepers in the 90s, and the impact he's made on so many men through his blending of sports and ministry. Let's get started. Okay, here's how it started. All right. In the back of my house where I grew up are yeah. three alleys. They are attached. Okay. Every day, every single day, weather permitting, I was out there playing football or baseball. Okay. Every day. Every day. Every day. Okay. <laughs> On Saturdays, there is this place called the Diamond. The diamond is this huge field. On Saturdays, we went to the diamond to play football. I love that it had a name. Like this, this, is the, the, this is the diamond. The diamond. The this diamond. is the place. That's right. So you could play baseball at the diamond and football at the diamond. We're talking about hours and hours and hours of playing ball. And we played tackle football. Mm-hmm. We played tackle football with no equipment. Yeah. So we were, we were, we, I mean, this was a religion. <laughs> okay. So uh, while I had asthma, I did get these weekly shots, and that allowed me to function. In high school, I did three sports, football in the fall, swimming in the winter, baseball in the spring, all of my high school years. So I was heavily involved in sports every single day of my uh, junior high and high school life, right. every day, right. if the weather permitted. I was in the alleys right. at the Diamond. Or during school. So it was a heavy part of my life. What's kind of some takeaways for you, even in your childhood, that you believe sports taught you and and laid in your life a foundation? Well, definitely the challenge of sports. Competitive sports is a challenge. Right. And you have to work hard. You have to compete. You're part of a group. You're being coached and mentored. So you've got all these dynamics happening with something that you enjoy. Yeah. So if you enjoy it, then you're much more willing to accept the challenge of it. And and the camaraderie, because, yeah. uh, you know, you're part of a team, and so there's a camaraderie that's part of it. God had other plans for Tony's life than to play sports at the next level. But God didn't take too long to reveal to Tony how he could serve the sports world. One of Tony's seminary professors, Dr. Howard Hendricks, would soon connect him. But he was chaplain of the Cowboys. And he did that Bible study. And one time he asked me to come and substitute for him. And I did. And he would ask me again and again. And the team responded to me well. And he wanted to kind of shift out. So I basically just slid into taking his place. And What year would this be? 
It would be the last five years of Tom Landry's coaching career. So it would be the end of the 80s, you know, for five years until he passed away. Let's lock in on the the chaplaincies and and the privileges you've had. How would you describe the people who've asked you, yeah, well, what do you what do you do as a as a chaplain. professional sports chaplain? Two things: you held that chapel, you you oversaw their chapels or Bible studies, and then you provide personal counseling for players right. who needed it or wanted it. Right. So I did both. Uh, out of that came a very special friendship with Bob Brunick, who became a board member of the Urban Alternative for many, 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 many years uh, up until 2022. I actually went out and I I would do pre-practicing with the team. Okay. So I'd go out and catch passes. Were you really? Roger Starback and Come on. Yeah. And I'd uh, run patterns with, with Drew Pearson and, right. and Tony Hill and all. Yeah. I mean, I was out there. They would have the, they had a basketball court. Uh, so I would play basketball, you know, with them, you know, so I was, I was there. They knew me. I knew them, uh, and, and, uh, provided counsel for many of the couples and that kind of thing. So it was a, it was a great relationship during that season. How long had Mr. Hendricks, uh, been chaplain for the, the Cowboys before you? Uh, before me, uh, probably three or four years. Okay. Probably three or four. So he had he had created some credibility with the organization. Oh yeah, he created credibility. Very and he was very close with Tom Landry. Okay, great. So he's very close with Tom Landry. There was a guy named Bill Kreischer, who was a friend of uh, well, he had played professional football for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but he was hosting the Bible study, and he was connected to uh, uh, Hendricks, and and so when I went to take over for Hendrix. I developed a relationship with Bill Kreischer because the Bible study was in his home. And uh, so it, there was just a number of connections during that. And some friends developed for the ministry also from that in terms of supporting the ministry Great. as well. Can you talk a little bit about your relationship with Tom Landry? Uh, such an iconic, oh, incredible yeah. man. Very positive about Bible study. He and his wife came to church okay. to Oak Cliff. Uh, then they came over my house for dinner. Very supportive. Uh, I went to his house on a couple of occasions and uh, sat with him. I thought he did support at one time the ministry, and so he was. You know, he was revered in Dallas. Right. He was revered. Right. And so, so, uh, but he was very personally affirming to me and to the team. And uh, his Christian perspective was very clearly communicated to the community and right. to the team. And when Norm Sanju came to town to be the founder of the Mavericks. Right. He happened to be talking to Tom Landry. Okay. And he wanted a chaplain for the team that he had not yet established. (laughs) Tom Landry gave Norm Sanju my name. Okay. But one of the things I wanted to do, I wanted to have a chaplain available to the players to build into their lives. This is Dallas Mavericks co-founder, former president and general manager, Norm Sanju. Now, it's nothing like today when the salaries are, are just almost obscene. But back then, a young 19, 20, 21-year-old players were making way more than their parents could ever think of making, even then. And so to have a godly man work with them, uh, to me, was very important. So as a believer, uh, I wanted to have an impact. I asked uh, Dr. Howie Hendricks. Uh, who was a professor at Dallas Theological Seminary, dear friend of me. And uh, he said, Norm, there's a young black 
pastor I'm going to recommend. Remember, I didn't know Tony Evans then. It's not the Tony right. Evans today that everybody knows, presidents <laughs> and whoever. This was then. And uh, so I said, well, I'd love to meet him. So I met Dr. Tony Evans and, and instantly just admired him. He was just special. Even then, way before he was known like he is, is today. And so I invited him to be chaplain of the Dallas Mavericks. But Tony was the second person I actually hired. Now, when I say that, <laughs> I go back and looked at my records and make sure I'm not exaggerating. He told us that you were his second hire. I heard, I heard. <laughs> Even though they weren't paying me, I don't know why you were hired. But, uh, but, uh, but yes. So the the NBA schedule is a little more intense than that's, the NFL schedule. Right. That, that, how that, how'd that work? <laughs> well, I did. I did one game a week. Okay. So I couldn't go to every game because they right. they flying in and out they're all over the place. Right. But because Norm was so passionate about. The spiritual environment, I mean, he, they included me on everything. That's great. And so we developed uh, a lot of, I married some of the players and, uh, you know, provided counsel for them. And so a number of them came to church. And so, so they were um, a great relationship. My relationship with Norm Sanju was much closer than my relationship with Tom Landry because Norm Sanju joined the Urban Alternative Board. We'll have more from Start to Finish, the life and ministry of Dr. Tony Evans when we return in a moment. Stay with us. If you're like most Christians, there are people in your life who know you but may not know Jesus. You really want to do something about that, but don't feel equipped to share your faith effectively. In other words, maybe if you knew more, you could do more. Well, that's where the Tony Evans Training Center comes in. It's an online Bible school with classes that'll take you deep into the most important core concepts of the faith. You can start with our free introductory course on evangelism, then move on to subjects like spiritual warfare, marriage building, maturing in the faith, and many more. The content is challenging, but you can move through it at your own pace anytime you're online. There's also lots of custom content from Tony and an online forum where you can get your specific questions answered. Go to TonyEvans.org and follow the link to the Tony Evans Training Center. It's like having a seminary on your smartphone. Before we get back to today's presentation, I wanted to let you know about a special package of resources we are currently making available to our listeners. It's a six-part collection of messages from Dr. Evans called You Are Stronger Than You Think. This series will help you discover God's unwavering presence and guidance, empowering you to overcome challenges, find resilience in adversity, and carry the weight of life's burdens with grace. We'll pick up the series on the air again tomorrow, but you can get all the full-length messages in this collection today on instantly downloadable MP3s or in a CD album when you contact us and make a donation to the Ministry of the Alternative. Visit us today at TonyEvans.org to make your donation and request the six-message compilation, You Are Stronger Than You Think. And when you do, we'll include an extra gift, the Prayers to Share book that contains 100 tear-out, pass-along kindness notes, each with a prayer, scripture, inspirational quote, and space to provide a handwritten personal message for someone you want to encourage. Get the details at TonyEvans.org or call us any time of the day or night at 1-800-800-3222. And one of our friendly team members will be happy to help. 
Again, that's TonyEvans.org or by phone at 1-800-800-3222. Well, let's get back now to our special presentation. We're sharing excerpts from the Start to Finish with Dr. Tony Evans podcast, exploring his time as an NBA and NFL chaplain. I'll share how you can listen to the entire podcast series at the conclusion of today's presentation. Tony served as a Cowboys chaplain in two stretches, first in the 80s and then again in 2009. He was with the Mavericks that entire time. But in the years you might consider as Tony's halftime with the Cowboys, another type of chaplaincy occurred. And it's one that I have personal recollections of. In 1997, my dad and the men from my church decided to attend an event in Washington, D.C. What made this event memorable for me is that the men brought their sons with them. It was an early October Saturday morning when my dad and I, the men of our church, and an estimated one million men from around the country walked onto the National Mall to stand in the gap. The National Mall in Washington, D.C. is filled today for a Promise Keepers rally. Now live coverage to the all-male movement. This was the culminating event of a movement of men started by a football coach called Promise Keepers. It's coming up in just a couple of minutes. The schedule includes about 40 speakers and ends with an address by Promise Keepers founder Bill McCarthy. Yes, uh, Promise Keepers goes back uh, actually into the early 90s. Uh, when Bill McCartney, who was the coach at the University of Colorado, uh, he had a vision for men. This is the former president of Promise Keepers, Dr. Tom Fortson. During that time, I had a chance to really to get to know uh, Bill McCartney. Yeah, I mean, it's quite a, quite a character, quite a man. He had a vision uh, one time when he was um, in the stadium, and he, he asked himself, a question. He just had a thought. What would it be like to have thousands of men in the stadium worshiping and listening to men of God and worshiping together? Uh, and that vision started by wake-up calls, small meetings. He's sharing the vision, but that's how it began. And um, he had a passion, which was reconciliation. Keep in mind, he was a football coach, and uh, he had players. Uh, African-American players, uh, he recruited a lot. He saw the condition of young men uh, like that, and he had a passion. I know they wanted a good balance of racial balance because they really were, Coach McCartney was really serious about this this issue of uh, reconciliation of race. And uh, so I was invited to speak, and uh, when I spoke, it was received well, so then I was being invited to to most of them. Right. And so when I could do them, I did them. Can you remember the first event that you, you did with Promise Keepers? Well, one of the early ones, I don't remember whether the first one was Denton, Texas, because it was a storm, huge storm. So they were cutting out speakers because we wouldn't be able to finish it with the storm coming in. I mean, stuff was blowing everywhere. And they didn't cut me. And I think I was the last one to, <laughs> to speak. And that one carried a lot of attention because of all the storm. And I'm the last one to speak, and for some reason, it grabbed a lot of attention. The first Promise Keepers event held in July of 1991 in Colorado was attended by 4,200 men. By the time of the Denton event in 1994, they were drawing over 10 times that. Over in Tony's world, 
He had concluded his first chaplaincy with the Cowboys and was going strong with the Mavs. The Urban Alternative was blessed by his connections with the teams through board members with a track record of success who were also committed to the ministry's growth. Tony and Lois had capitalized on the NRB platform and Dr. Dobson's endorsement, receiving daily program slots in radio markets across the country. When he received the Promise Keeper's invitation, it was another springboard. The event at the L.A. Coliseum is the earliest recording we can find of what would become the hallmark of the Kingdom Agenda sermon. You see, men, it works like this. If you're a messed up man and you have a family, then you're going to contribute to a messed up family. And if you're a messed up man contributing to a messed up family and your family goes to church, then your family is going to contribute to a messed up church. And if you're a messed up man contributing to a messed up family that contributes to a messed up church and your church is supposed to be the light to the neighborhood, then your church is going to contribute to a messed up neighborhood. There's that theme you can see even in Dr. Evans' uh, ministry even now. It's the kingdom. Right. Uh, his book, the, the, the kingdom agenda. That's the, I didn't necessarily start with promise gifts. I'm saying it was you could see that being lived out. Right. And where he is right now and the message that he is proclaiming, which is the kingdom, when you see the vision there of families, uh, men going back and being the families that they're called to be and what we should be teaching our young young people is about the kingdom of God. So if you want a better world, composed of better countries, inhabited by better states, made up of better counties, composed of better cities, inhabited by better neighborhoods, influenced by better churches, made up of better families, we need a generation of better men. It's sad with us today. I know one of the Promise Keepers events, uh, your dad was there. And you recognize him in front of the whole stadium. You brought him up on stage with you. And I can see it. Anything stick out to you just being part of that moment? Proud to have him there. Proud to be able to share that moment with him. Right. Proud to affirm and appreciate him publicly. So can we talk a little bit? Obviously, Promise Keepers opens up doors. Pastors there. Their leaders there. You know, so I mean, mean, it, it, it engulfed the country. Right. So uh, during that season, and so we would get more and more invitations to speak while we're developing and expanding the Urban Alternative through radio, through more written materials. How would you describe the impact of Promise Keepers on your ministry? And Well, Promise Keepers, what it did was it elevated the appeal to men, which was a great high interest of mine, the whole kingdom man concept that was— a lot of seeds of that was coming from all the speaking I was doing to men. Mm-hmm. And because of my view of the, what God is saying to men, that became a preliminary preamble to what would be developed through TUA for a focus on impacting men. Before we go, we've got one final story for you. One unique thing about Dr. Evans is his ability to make friends and keep in touch with them over decades of life and ministry. One of those friends is Ed Bateman. Tony and Ed met years ago as Dr. Evans was traveling the country with his family. 
They love playing basketball. And Ed, who is now in his 90s, loves reminding Tony of a story because he beat him one-on-one. Listen as Dr. Evans recalls not only their games, but a special one-on-one game in Philly that will make you say only Tony Evans. I was at a basketball conference and Dr. J was at the conference. So Dr. J and I played one-on-one at this conference. Julius Irving, Tony Evans. This around the same time. Plays one-on-one, yes. (laughs) We're playing one-on-one at the conference, okay? (laughs) The best two out of three games, okay? Come on. Yes, me and Dr. J. With, like, a crowd watching? No, no. This is just just, you guys in the gym? me and him in the gym. In the gym. Come on. Dr. J just controls everything the first game. (laughs) But the second game... I win. Come on. The second game, I win. Now, I'm sure he wasn't maxing his thing. But the second game, I win. Yeah, we're not going to tell the story like that. (laughs) Absolutely not. The second game, I win. So the third game, because he ain't going to let me win. And (laughs) it was funny. Dr. J went all the way over to the corner of uh, of the court. He says, just because he was way ahead of me, so he was going to win the game. But he said, let me take my last shot from the corner over here, okay? <laughs> so I'm saying, okay, because the game was basically over for the for the third game. Dr. J doesn't shoot from the corner. He takes two steps and dunks. Oh, come on. So he wanted to make a statement. He he wanted to make a statement. <laughs> was, so so the doctor— This is what I do statement. for a living. That, that's, yeah. that's right. So, but I won the second game. See, yeah. see, that was my claim. Can't take that I'm away. To say, so I'm telling, so I'm telling the story to Ed Bateman. Right. So when I talked to him a month ago, I don't know how this 92, 93-year-old guy, he says, yeah, and I'll never forget, I beat the man who beat, beat. Dr. J. Oh. Right? <laughs> that, <is so> great. <laughs> that was what he said to me. So that was funny. Well, today we've been listening to excerpts from a special podcast series called Start to Finish, The Life and Ministry of Dr. Tony Evans, made possible with the cooperation of our friends at the North American Mission Board. Today's selection talked about Tony's experience as an NBA and NFL chaplain and the impact he's made on so many men. The podcast series, including today's full episode, can be listened to in its entirety on standard podcast apps, or directly at starttofinishpodcast.com. When we think about the motivation for ministry, whether it be as a chaplain for major sports teams, preaching from the pulpit, or one-on-one mentoring, the why for Dr. Evans has always come down to this. The greatest need in all of our lives is for the forgiveness of sins. And there's only one person who can do that. That's Jesus Christ. That's why he died on the cross and rose from the dead, And he offers forgiveness of sins. If you're carrying guilt for what you've done, fear for what you've done, Jesus Christ is right here right now. If you go to him, confess your sinfulness to him and trust him to forgive you, he will do it on the spot and also grant you eternal life. To learn more about what it means to be a real Christian, Visit TonyEvans.org and click on the link that says Jesus. Tony will walk you through everything you need to know. And TonyEvans.org is where you can request your personal copy of that special package of resources I told you about earlier in the broadcast. 
All the full-length messages in Tony's current compilation, titled, You Are Stronger Than You Think. The entire six-part series is our gift to you, along with the prayers to share kindness notes when you contact us and make a donation to help support Tony's ministry. We rely on the generous support of listeners like you to carry on this important work. Make the arrangements today at TonyEvans.org. You'll find a section on the homepage that's there just for this special offer. Or, if you prefer, you can let one of our team members assist when you call 1-800-800-3222. That number again, 1-800-800-3222. There's a popular catchphrase that goes, It's not what you know, it's who you know. Well, tomorrow, Dr. Evans will show why that's so true when it comes to prayer. Be sure to join us for that. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you.